Hi everyone, welcome to Coffee with the Queen. I'm Nicole. And I'm Cindy. We'd like to welcome you back for the second part of this Coffee with the Queen series. Today, Cindy and I are sharing our favorite holiday gifts for 2021, as well as the coffee gifts you'd be better off not gifting. I know it sounds cruel, but we're just trying to help you out here before the holidays. So most of what's covered in today's podcast is available as an entry on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, and accessible via links on our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. On to gifting. I'm going to start this with a small caveat that I love holiday gifting. It's something I look forward to all year, and I tend to get a little excited when I find a great or unique gift. And the latter is really what I'm going to talk about today. I found some really cute coffee gifts that have just piqued my interest, and I'm very excited to share with you guys for this holiday season. Yeah, Nicole, and then I found some very unique coffee gifts that I'm excited to share <laughs> with you as um, you know, a warning of what not to spend your money on. <laughs> it's what seems like a good idea until someone actually tries to use it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to let everyone know that these gifts that I'm going to talk about today are not for those in need of a basic coffee upgrade or refresh. I'll touch on that really briefly at the end, but these gifts that I'm about to talk about are really for individuals who are somewhat set in their routine and are just looking for new ways to preserve or experience their coffee, which I think actually covers a lot of people. Like I know I love to try a new brew method or you know, little gadget, but I tend to always go back to my pour over. That said, I love experiencing my coffee in a new way. And it could be through a different drinking vessel, through a different, you know, slight modification to the way that I brew my pour over. So a change in technique, a new gadget that helps me control and stabilize the elements that go into my brew, like the temperature and the flow rate. So that's more how these gifts are aligned today. I'm going to start with mugs. So I don't know if it was all the time spent at home alone with, you know, our individual coffee, coffee cups or just a general burst of what I'm going to call COVID creativity, but I love some of the new mugs and tumblers that launched this year. So two of the most unique coffee mugs that hit the shelves this season, that one I'm absolutely obsessed with, are the Origami Sensory Flavor Cup and the Espresso Coffee Tasting Cup set. So the Origami is one cup and the Espresso Tasting Cup is four different cups. All of these cups are designed according to they call sensory science principles. So those are the same principles that they use to create wine glasses and beer glasses. So they're using sensory science to determine the shape of the vessel and what that shape will enhance or accentuate within the drink. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't realize that was an actual science. I don't know why. I just assumed somehow that even though you see images of Greeks holding a chalice when they're drinking wine, in my mind, somehow those wine glasses and the champagne glasses... Somewhat always existed. I know they didn't, but right, right. It, it was before my time, so therefore <laughs> they existed before my time. So it didn't occur to me that this is actually science, but it is. Yeah, well, I'm sure like everything else, it developed into a science. You know, yeah. there's lots of glasses, there's lots of cups, and then people become interested in why or how or what is the best or what it does for you emotionally or through your sensory <laughs> perception. <laughs> That's true. There have been lots of studies. The first one I'm talking about today. The Origami Sensory Flavor Cup was actually designed by an artist and scientist in Japan who partnered with the 2019, I believe it was the World Barista Champion. And so this Origami Sensory Flavor Cup is a beautiful hour-shaped mug, not the typical mug design that you'd see for a coffee cup. And this design and the ridging in it, everything about it, the material, the ridging, the shape, are meant to fortify and prolong a coffee's aroma. Hmm. I know. Just stay with me. <laughs> but the prolonged aroma, while it doesn't sound like much, you got from Cindy's, mm, 
This prolonged aroma actually enables the drinker to experience and interpret a wider range of coffee notes in the cup. And there can be an excess of 700 notes in that coffee cup. You actually misinterpreted my hmm. I really feel like we know that part of your enjoyment of coffee is from the smell. Yeah. Right? It's the sight. It's the smell. It's the feel of the warmth cup. So the fact that this is making the smell more profound or highlighting it, I feel like that would make the best coffee experience ever. Yeah, no, it really does. It's really fascinating because you capture so many more of the sense of the coffee with this, you know, accentuated and prolonged olfactory sensation. And that in turn increases, as you just said, the fullness of the flavor of the cup. So it's a little trick between your nose and your tongue, but it really works. I purchased one of these to test it and was completely blown away by how much more I was able to smell and taste in one of my favorite coffees. I tested it with Mills Blend, which I've been drinking since I... The womb. I I can't remember a time when I wasn't drinking it. I'm sure it was the very (laughs) first coffee that I... Yeah, my grandmother used to give me a drop of coffee and a cup of milk when I was five. So I can't remember when I didn't drink Mills Blend. But I tasted and I could you know, smell different notes in the coffee when I had it out of this cup. So I really recommend this cup for anyone who kind of wants to expand their coffee experience. Similar to the origami sensory flavor cup is the espresso coffee tasting cup set. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Yep. Again, built on similar principles, but rather than the aroma, the espresso coffee tasting cup set is designed to accentuate and highlight different tastes within the coffee. So that could be, you know, one cup brings out nuts and cocoa flavors, Mm. another florals and fruits and spice notes. So it's a really interesting and different way to taste your coffee. So I think personally for me, both of these are great gifts for somebody who wants to explore or break down their coffee and who doesn't necessarily enjoy the traditional coffee cupping process, which can I think it's fun and it's great, but if you're only buying a pound of coffee at a time, it does feel a bit like a waste <laughs> uh, of coffee when you're using it just a cup. Oh, yeah. Because that's not coffee that you'll drink. So these are great ways to just kind of explore and play around with your coffee and, and really identify. I mean, in other ways, to me, these are also kind of self-learning tools where you get to see which f- coffee flavors and notes appeal to you most that you may be overlooking. I totally agree with you. And what a great introductory tool for somebody who wants to learn more about coffee flavors, taste, notes. We talk all the time about how hard it is for people to really describe what they're tasting in their coffee. And this seems to pull it out in a much more understandable manner. I think it's wonderful. I think they're great. I mean, if somebody really wanted to get someone a pricey, complete, great gift, uh, you could get them a coffee sampler with one of these, you know, either the origami or the espresso coffee tasting set mugs and then the coffee oh god I forgot what they call it but it's the coffee scent testing kit that's put out by the SEA oh yes that would be a real I mean that would be a great gift kind of a pricey gift it's gonna be someone you like but it would be a complete gift that would let them go on their own little coffee journey and really explore their coffee and break down the notes the tones the flavors the aromas in a completely different way. Yeah. I would say an unconventional way, but a fun way because you can drink all the coffee that you make. Yeah, this is truly for a coffee connoisseur. What an amazing gift. They're great. You know, I bought both to try because I wanted to write about them and they're both fantastic, but the origami cup is more affordable and it's just a very different way, for me at least, for experiencing coffee by starting I've always started with the aroma, but by really getting that full-on blast of aroma, which is hard to get. 
period. It's just hard to get, even for the, the best trained people. Yeah, well, so far, so good. What a nice gift. Yeah, and I'm still stuck on mugs. Seems to be my year of mugs and cups. So two other mugs that caught my eye this year are the Ember Mug and the Brewmate Toddy. So the Ember Mug is a sleek, modern-looking, I almost feel like it's a futuristic mug. Honestly, Cindy knows me. I tend to be more classical. I tend to be somewhat stuck in the mud, they would say, (laughs) in, in how things, like in my ideal world, we could all just go back to horse and buggy and we'd be fine. So this is a little bit of a futuristic mug to me because you can actually set the heat of your coffee mug to a specific temperature, a very precise and specific temperature. And then your mug will keep your coffee at that temperature for at least 80 minutes. So personally, I like my coffee around 195 degrees Fahrenheit because I enjoy tasting the sweeter notes. So I'm using the mug. You know, I try to I'll brew my coffee. I set my mug to the preferred temperature. I pour my coffee into the mug. And then this normally happens in the morning. Right after I brew my coffee, I just remember 10 things that I need to do. My coffee sits on the counter for a few minutes before I can get back to it. In this case, the coffee was held at the exact temperature. It didn't cool. That's very interesting. Which was very interesting. It was interesting. I mean, it, it definitely prolongs the coffee drinking experience for a slow sipper. I mean, I have a feeling about this, though, because is there actually heat around the coffee? How is the coffee staying at a precise temperature? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, it doesn't feel really hot. I mean, I don't. I'm not a scientist. I just go with it, Cindy. I know you do. I know you do. You know, I'm just always afraid. <laughs> I trust it. I'm just always afraid that there's... It didn't burn the coffee. Right. There it you go. It stale the coffee. Okay. So, don't know. Because I'm going to talk about something that many people use that, you know, could lead to burnt coffee. And that, that's a no-no. Bur- no, 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 no. I, couldn't, I can't tolerate burnt coffee. Definitely not burnt. And not staling. So... Okay. It's got a thermal quality as well. Well, I may be more of the scientist, but I trust you for the coffee flavors that your coffee didn't change in any way while it stayed at a hot temperature. So I would take your opinion on this as a go-to. It didn't change. That's why I'm calling it futuristic. I mean, it freaks me out a little, but it works. Like, you know, I tried it and it was great. And I could definitely see this being a great gift for people or even for me if I knew that I had to, if I have a busy morning and I know I'm going to be brewing and running out the door. Because the moment, it seems like the moment I brew my coffee, I remember something else that I have to do that moment. Yeah. (laughs) So it works. It's really... It's good. It holds it. it. I don't know how. Somebody else will have to look into the science behind it. But it works. It doesn't burn the coffee. It doesn't stale the coffee. It's a good gift. Amazing. Um, and similar to that are something called Coffee Julies, which are beginning to grow in popularity. I believe they were on Shark Tank maybe this year or last year. But they're these little stainless steel bean-shaped creations that control the temperature of the coffee by absorbing heat and then slowly releasing heat as the coffee cools. So are they called... Julie's or Jules? Julie's. Jules, I think, are those e-cigarette things. Oh, no. Well, a Jules is a measurement. It's a scientific measurement of heat or energy. Oh, no, no. It's oh, Julie's. Okay. It's Julie's. I was thinking, isn't Jules also that, that not an e-cigarette, or maybe it's called an e-cigarette? Like, like a vape thing? Yeah. They got I have no trouble. idea. There was a whole podcast, I think, about them <laughs> on Jules yeah. and how they targeted kids, and I could be wrong. Yeah, there's coffee-flavored ones. Just, just say no. Just, yeah, just say no. But you can say yes to these coffee Julies because okay. they work. They're heavy. They're like carrying stones in your pocket, but they really work. And I can see many situations where these work, particularly from my own experience, when I had worked at a bank, I wasn't allowed, it was one of the few times in my life, I was not allowed to have my personal coffee machine at my desk. Mm. So I had to leave to go get coffee at least once a day. In the winter, usually twice a day, just because it's cold out and I just need more coffee. And I think, 
like many people, I didn't just go to the closest coffee shop. I went to the closest good, decent coffee yes. shop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which meant that I was, you know, it's a five or seven minute walk away. Often when I got to the coffee shop, they gave me my coffee. It was a little too hot. By the time I got back to my desk, seven minutes later, it was a little bit too cold. So in that case, I can completely see where something like these coffee Julie's would have worked. Just had it in my pocket, dropped them in, could have cooled down my coffee while I was getting, you know, to the right temperature while I was getting to the office and then kept it warm. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. So they're cute. I mean, they work. They're, they're popular. They're for somebody out there. <laughs> Probably maybe someone who, was, who worked uh, at an office and couldn't have their personal coffee machine with them. No, no. I'm all for a good Julie. All right. <laughs> okay. Julie's my girl. Let's go on. What, do you got? what else you got for me? Uh, if you know someone in a similar situation who needs to go out and get their coffee and walk back to the office, the Brewmate Toddy is another great option for those who travel with their coffee. Although I would say the Brewmate Toddy you know, it's insulated, it's thermal, it doesn't control the heat in any way, but it has this other little bit of magic where it truly shines. So it's one of the best travel mugs out there. And that is that it has a magnetic lock, a trademarked magnetic lock, and the coffee can't spill. It can't spill. Yeah. It can't spill. So this is great, especially for someone like me who tends to trip and walks and, and speaks with their hands. I feel like this would have saved me and many others from little coffee drips everywhere had I had this during coffee conversations. Do you know me, Nicole? I mean, I'm talking with your hands. Yeah, it's called the Brewmate Toddy. Yeah. I've tried it. You can't, like, I can't get this to spill, and I can pretty much get anything to spill. So even those pockets of gravity that I hit daily on my way to the yoga studio wouldn't be able to make my coffee spill? No. That's awesome. No. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this could save a lot of people a lot on dry cleaning every year. Brewmate Toddy. True that. And so that's it for my unique gifts. Circling back for a brief second to the more standard coffee gifts. If you know someone who is just getting into coffee or looking to refresh or upgrade their coffee routine, new brewing equipment sets, coffee variety packs like our coffee samplers, coffee toppings if they like lattes, and then fun little coffee gadgets always make wonderful gifts. Yeah, handheld frother. I always think that's yeah. like a starting point. Great gift. Yeah, for for the basics, I mean, the basics just don't change. They're always great gifts. They rarely change. If you're shopping for someone who's an artsy, I would say coffee enthusiast, so not necessarily a connoisseur, but someone who's an enthusiast who loves art, who loves the experience of creating a cup of coffee and just loves the beauty of the process, like they're always picking out their favorite mug and how things look and the vessels that create them are as equally important to them as the coffee. There is one dripper set that I fall in love with this year. It's called the Hand in Fire Ceramic Coffee Dripper Set. It's absolutely stunning. It's made in Oregon by a sustainable ceramic artist named Sage Cortez. It comes in two different color combinations, and it makes about four six-ounce cups of coffee. It's a little bit pricey, but it's a work of art. I mean, it is a piece of art that you get to use to brew your coffee. And to me, this is a great gift if anyone's purchasing a gift for, I would say, an art lover who's also a coffee enthusiast. Yeah, it's very beautiful, and this is something that you would leave out in your like little coffee corner or what have you, and it could be a conversation starter, too, because if somebody sees it, they're going to be highly impressed. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. For the more serious coffee lover, I don't think I would go that route. If you wanted to get them a piece of brewing equipment, I would look for what I would call updated gadgets or brewing equipment, like an electric kettle, a milk frother, a nice burr grinder. You know, one of those gifts that your connoisseur didn't know that they needed until they have it and they suddenly can't live without it. it. Like for me personally, I would say, for Cindy, you just said the frother. For me, it's been the electric kettle. I feel like every year for the last five years, the electric kettle has been upgraded. <laughs> right. They, not only do they get better, but they get prettier. They it's get amazing. prettier. It's straight. I do like my, my black Bodum 
electric kettle. They make them that, you know, you can set the temperature for black tea, for green tea, for coffee, and it brews to the exact right temperature for whatever it is that you're making. I personally, I love my Bodum one because it does have a little cap on the top as well. So it's stored, I can brew it. I can be making my pour over coffee and sometimes it takes you know anywhere between 30 seconds to maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes, but I can put that rubber stopper back on the kettle yeah. while I'm waiting for the coffee to drip down so I don't oversaturate the beans. It holds the temperature at the right temperature. I just love it. So if you're looking for a serious coffee drinker who loves the process of making coffee, a new gadget is always a fun toy. And if you're looking for a small, t- like just a small little token or stocking stuffer for a coffee lover, the Coffee Julies make great stocking stuffers, as do coffee clip spoons. So those, those clips that you put on your bag that also has a measuring spoon on it, oxygen blocking coffee storage containers yep. are very nice. And then so are coffee cupping spoons. So if you have someone who loves the science of coffee and wants to really go more that professional barista route, a professional coffee cupping spoon is a great gift. I recommend getting two if you get it, because typically you want to be able to transfer the coffee from one to the other, but one would work. And we have links to ones that we like on our blog. The specific entry is 11 Unique Coffee Gifts for Your Coffee Lover. For more general coffee gift advice, I would call our standard, always going to be probably our set of great coffee gifts for a coffee lover. We have those listed on a blog titled The Best Coffee Gifts for 2020. It says for 2020, but it's really going to be timeless until the world of coffee changes or something <laughs> unique comes in. It just happened to be the one I wrote last year. Well, right. But I mean, what's great about those is that they're they're standard high quality. Yes. You know, there's lots of kitschy, gadgety things that are beautiful to look at. But for a real person that loves their coffee, what you want is something that's going to work well. Something that you you pay for what you get, which is going to lead into what I'm going to talk about. But you want something that's high quality and does what it's supposed to do. And that's the stuff that you recommended. Yes. And you do pay for what you get. So I'm excited yeah. to hear some of these bad gifts. Oh, okay. Are we ready to go there? What should we not be gifting, Cindy? Let's go there. Yeah. So, I mean, I sort of titled this section, Things Not to Do When You're Buying Your Coffee Lover a Gift. And I need to put it out there to begin with that this is my opinion. So if any of you disagree with me, you know, I get it. You're entitled to your opinion. But in my coffee quests around stores and whatnot, these are the pitfalls that I found of gifts that people try to convince you your coffee lover might need. So the first thing I want to talk about is discount shopping. (laughs) Okay. So I know we've all been tempted by discount stores. And it's very tempting when you go to, say, the food section of TJ Maxx. And you see a bag of, we'll say Kona or Jamaican Blue or some coffee that you think of as really rarefied and wonderful and maybe the best thing you ever had on vacation. And you look at the price and it's so inexpensive that you just can't believe it. And like I said before, every once in a while, those old adages ring true and two come to mind here. The first one is, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. And the second one is, you get what you pay for. So what do you do? Well, first, I would like to say don't ever get your beans unless you're getting them from a roaster who you know or trust or somebody has told you that you feel really good about the fact that they love their beans and they've taken care of their beans when they produce their beans. If you feel like these discount stores have these bargains that are too good to resist, I have three points that you should look out for. The first one is how did the beans end up at the store? 
The second one is what is really in that bag of coffee, because I'm going to let Nicole talk about this a little bit, but a blend. Uh, many things could be in that Kona blend, not just Kona. Not Kona at all. Right. And the third thing is how close are the beans that you found to their so-called best buy date? So first, how did the beans end up in the store? Well, some stores, such as TJ Maxx, which I mentioned before, do actually have exclusive deals for either items made especially for them or sold especially to them. The problem is you can't always be sure that the item you are looking at is one of those. So unless you know for a fact that the distributor has one of those deals, I say, first off, just don't buy your beans at one of these stores. The second, what's really in that bag of coffee? No matter where you are, you need to look closely at the bag. Make sure you know what you are getting. It would be very disappointing to expect a high-end Arabica and end up with a low-end Robusta. Low-end coffee, as you know, lacks that wonderful, rich, complex flavors of a well-roasted and meticulously cared-for bean. And Nicole, I think you were telling me that it might say Kona Blend and not even have one iota of Kona in it. Yeah, so Blend is a very open word. It can be, you know, it can mean a lot of things. It mills in the queen bean when we roast and we create a blend. If we did at one point have a Kona blend, it used real Kona and then a little bit of another coffee just so that we could bring down the price of that Kona for people who wanted to try it and couldn't afford a real Kona. Like we did offer our real Kona as well, but it doesn't always have to be like that. In truth, creating that blend just is something that tastes like that coffee. So it may not have any Kona. It may not have any Hawaiian coffee. It may not even have any American or South American coffee. You know, you could be having a blend of different African coffees with an Indonesian called a Kona blend. Yeah, they're calling it a Kona blend because something in it makes it resemble a Kona blend. A real yeah, Kona blend. another one that you get a lot is Jamaican Blue Mountain, which... Right. Yeah, the Blue Mountain is very big. <laughs> if you see Jamaican Blue Mountain on the back, that does not mean it's coming from... There's one particular farm on Jamaican Blue Mountain that produces the best quality coffee. You could be drinking Jamaican Blue Mountain Robusta, as you said. So it's right, right. It's tricky. I also wanted to touch on one other point you just mentioned when you're in a store and you're looking at a coffee that looks like it's too good to be true. And I feel like a lot of stores that I go to that get discount products or you know you get those great finds, they tend to be foreign. I don't know why. I feel like as Americans we love you know, if you see Italian coffee, you're going to just think it's special. It's like French wine. But when it comes to coffee, just Italian coffee can be great. But think about how long it takes to get from Italy to here. And it probably wasn't its first destination, as you were saying. So the bag, the coffee in that bag could be close to a year old right? before you're buying it. And then you're going to wait to gift it. That's my third point, you know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, well, no. I don't know that I necessarily was going to mention the, po- the point of origin of the roaster, but that is a- an amazing point. But a lot of these discount stores, I was going to say, there's no date on those bags, or the date's been rubbed out. Yeah. Or if there is a date, you're right at whatever date is there, but yeah. you don't even know what the roaster's quality assurance is on what date they put on the bag, because you don't know anything about the roaster. True. And you might not know much about the coffee. Right. The image that came into my mind as you were talking about, you know, discount stores, not discount stores, because I, I actually love TJ I love Max discount stores. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. And I definitely have bought things from them. But packaging can be deceptive when it comes to coffee and not just at these stores. It could be even at a local roaster, even at a great quality local roaster. Tin tie bags are cute. Everyone likes, like, the, people love the look of the tin tie bag, but make sure there's a valve seal on there if you're getting it for a gift to make sure the bag is sealed, right. the top isn't open. 
even if you're getting it from the roaster, and unless you're going to give that coffee to that person that day, if you're buying it two weeks before you plan to give it to them, that coffee is going to stale if it's being exposed to air. For sure. If there's a tin tie bag and it's not valve sealed in Home Goods or TJ Maxx, just say no. Because <laughs> you have just no say, yeah, You don't know what's in there yet. <laughs> Even if you're getting it from the roaster, unless you're going to give that gift pretty quickly, yeah. the coffee could stale by the time you actually give the gift. Even though you start with great coffee, you might be giving them stale coffee. That's correct. And this sort of leads into my next subject of things to avoid. And that is pre-packaged coffee gifts, which you also might find at a discount store, but you also could find it at more of a high-end department store. And I'm not saying that they're bad everywhere, but we've all seen them. And we all know why they're so attractive. It's Christmas. You have that office secret Santa party coming up. You know, but the chances are, especially if it is, again, very low cost, that the items are a perfect example of you get what you pay for. So there are some things you should look out for. First of all, I say don't buy prepackaged gifts. Buy it already put together by somebody who knows what they're doing. You're going to be assured that you're getting the best gift. You're going to give that coffee lover the gift they want. If you really want to get a prepackaged gift, I have one big advice, and that's the word gourmet. Avoid the word gourmet. You can go into Target, and it's going to say gourmet coffee gift, and there's like two packages of what look like they're probably sealed, but they look like they've been in a freezer, bags of coffee with some cheap little ceramic mug. And don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. But we use the word artisan a lot. And so that, that's where it's fine. <laughs> uh, well, you look at who's using the word. If we use the word gourmet and you could talk to us, you could email us, you could examine our website. Yeah. I would say that it might be more okay, they really are talking about what you think they're talking about. Yes, I'm going to just throw one other little caveat in there too. Okay. So like we offer our samplers, we offer coffee gifts and baskets, and a lot of roasters do. And I think that kind of gift is fine. I think you know, definitely if you're going to buy it in a big chain store. Right, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's a scary thing, yeah. But if you buy a coffee basket or gift from a roaster or – a specialty food store. Well, even then, you, you got to watch. Even then, you have to be careful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to buy a gift that's set to give, like we don't prepackage ours, right. we make ours to order, but it still comes as a gift. So I'm not really sure how we'd classify that. If you buy it from the roaster, it's prob- it's going to be fresh. The roaster's not going to sell you bad coffee. That was my point. If you're buying a gift from a roaster and you can read about them, you can learn about them, you know who they are. Maybe you've had their coffee before. Chances are, it's great. Yeah. But if you go into Walmart and you buy that little. 1099 box that has a little ceramic mug, a candy cane, and three little half pounds of coffee from God knows where that was roasted God knows when, you're going to get what you paid for. You know what I would make this equivalent to? That's true. It's kind of like on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between getting a box of chocolate from a chocolatier or a chocolate company than just getting one that someone picked up at the local drugstore. Exactly. You know the difference. You can taste the difference when you bite into the chocolate. Exactly. And I mean, I feel like people would much rather have maybe, you know, maybe the price might be a little more expensive, but maybe you're giving them a little less of something that's of a 10,000 times better quality and it's going to be much better appreciated. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know about you, but I really don't need another really cheaply made Santa mug (laughs) from an office party. I also, I'm going to just throw this out here. Speaking of mugs, I've been on a mug kick lately. Well, I've been looking at mugs and thinking about them. Avoid stainless steel and cheap plastic mugs for someone who drinks coffee because it changes the taste of the coffee. So even if they have great coffee, if they drink that great coffee in a stainless steel or plastic mug, 
the taste will be different. And that coffee will not taste as great as it will coming out of a ceramic mug. No, that's, that's interesting. I mean, that is my opinion too, but I think it just, it changes the taste of the coffee. It's the way that the chemicals react with the chemicals in the coffee. And I, I personally, I end up spitting coffee out. I once accidentally purchased a thermal coffee mug with a stainless steel liner and I just, I'd spit out the coffee. I couldn't even drink it. It was just, I just, and it was Millsman. It was coffee I loved. I just couldn't drink it. It was just awful out of the stainless steel. It's interesting. Then I moved to one that was glass and ceramic and I loved it again. We're back okay. in my happy spot. So yeah. All right. All right. I don't know that I've experienced that. I can say that if it's old plastic, it, it definitely, if you can taste the plastic, it's time to throw away the plastic. But I don't think they make very many plastic travel mugs anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm out of the travel mug world. Interesting. I'm usually drinking coffee at home, so I'm drinking it out of my lovely queen bean mug or <laughs> some other such uh, mug. But anyway, getting back to my tips about what not to buy, I'm going to say something... If you can avoid getting coffee from the supermarket, you should. And it's because of a lot of the other reasons I've said earlier. Usually the beans are well past or close to that sell-by day, if there is even a way to tell. If you have to get it at the supermarket, make sure you examine the label. But I still say you should get your coffee from a roaster who you know and love and you know the integrity that they work with. I'm also going to throw in that if you can buy your coffee whole bean. It's, this is not the biggest thing, but if there's any way to convince somebody to get their coffee whole bean as opposed to ground, I would also do that if you could. I'm going I'm to counter here, Cindy. Okay. I have a different opinion. If you don't know how they take their coffee, get it ground because most people who receive whole bean coffee as a gift, we've had this happen at the Queen Bean where the giftee calls us. They don't want to go back and tell the gifter that they don't have a grinder and they don't want to buy a grinder. So if you're not sure. What I will say is try to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a way that you can find out that your coffee drinker grinds their own coffee, amazing. Get them whole bean coffee. If you can't, fine. Go for the pre-ground. But again, make sure you know where you're getting it from and make sure it's in a valve sealed bag. Yes. I just threw that out there because we always, if someone wrote us and asked what they should get, I would say, if you're not sure, safest is go ground. Go drip ground. <laughs> That's why I said if you can avoid it, if there's a way for you to know that the person gets whole bean, then get them whole bean. Yep. And I'm just going to put this out there too. Please, please just say no to instant coffee. (laughs) Don't buy anybody a little tin with instant coffee. Just please don't do it. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And so the next category of items I'm going to talk about, I'm going to call them oddities. And I'm going to start with espresso sticks. Have you ever seen these, Nicole? No. Okay, so they're like stir sticks. They're the espresso answer to instant coffee. Okay. So it's sort of like a blend of milk, espresso, and sugar on a stick. Sounds pretty gross. And you put it into the hot water and you stir it and you get an espresso. Okay. High-end vendors actually make them. People are actually pushing these things as gifts. Okay. And I just don't even know why. It doesn't take that much to make an espresso. You can make a stovetop espresso. It's delicious. Just say no to espresso sticks. (laughs) Okay. I would say just to say no to instant coffee. I'm with you on the just say no to instant coffee. Instant coffee of any form, right? Yeah. So another item I came across was coffee-flavored caffeine strips. And <laughs> no. I want to say if this is a coffee lover, this is not going to excite them. They want coffee. Like you may think it sounds cute, but it really is a quick way to get caffeine, which is like the stuff we talked about in two episodes ago, I guess. Yeah, it's like the caffeine pills. When people are just going for that caffeine kick. 
Right. And we talked about the perils associated with this. You really want to get somebody addicted to coffee-flavored caffeine strips? No. I say just say no. Just say no. Okay. So gadgets. I'm going to talk about gadgets now. Okay. Are you ready, Nicole? Yes. Okay. So first, I'm going to start with the all-in-one machine. So what do I mean by this? Well, on Amazon for $100, there's a three-in-one breakfast hub. It contains a coffee maker, a mini kitchen where you can make eggs, bacon, and a toaster. And you can do this all at the same time. No, that's wrong. (laughs) And while I personally, having never used it, I can't guarantee this fact, but my hunch is that it's not going to do any of those things well. No, I thought you were going to say like a bean to cup machine. Oh, no. I was like, hmm, where's she going with this? No, 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 no. This is like breakfast, toast, eggs, bacon, and coffee all making at the same time. You know, and I feel like most likely it's going to break down. And once it breaks down, it's going to be impossible to repair. It's going to be like when people used to get those TVs with the VCR attached to it, and then the VCR would break. And then they only had the TV because they could watch movies on it, and now they can't watch movies on it, and they don't know what to do. I feel like it's just going to be one of those bad cartoons where it just begins to smoke, and you see sparks coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what I have to say. This is a gimmick. This is a gimmick. A true coffee lover would much rather have, for example, a high-quality French press. It's going to cost less, and it's going to deliver a spectacular cup of coffee they can use their stove to make the rest. Yep. Also seen online. And coming in at a whopping $673 is the coffee and tea alarm clock. So you set your alarm. This is another bad one. Do you want to be woken up with like hot water sprayed on you? Well, the way- <laughs> how does this work? The way that it's marketed is that it's very safe. It's high end. It's marketed on like high end gadget sites, like whatever is the equivalent to, you know, um, the airport magazine or sharper image. Yeah. And it's supposed to make a good cup of coffee. But, you know, I just... I truly, truly just doubt this. You know, the, the way they try to market is that they say that you gently wake up to that smell of your favorite <laughs> beverage in the morning. At, you know, so the alarm yeah. is going to soothingly send, you know, classical music to you while you smell the hot coffee brewing. And I know we've all joked about how come droids can't, you know, deliver our hot coffee to us right upon waking. I've never joked about that. No. Well, many people have. But, but the point is... <laughs> I don't ever want to... <laughs> I don't care how highly rated this is. To me, this is a gimmick and it's not worth it. And I say, just don't do it. I'm looking at it right now. It's also, oh, it's also a siphon machine. It looks like a very complicated machine. Yes. Oh, well, have you seen? Nicole, there are so many machines that look like, you know, steampunk gadgets. You know what I mean when I say that? No. They look like the, okay. So it's like, do you remember how at the turn of the century when movies first came out, like you've seen the pictures of how yes, people got yes, so yes. excited about electricity yes. and all the gadgets looked really crazy and beautiful? Yeah, I thought you were talking about something to do with like Star Wars or Star Trek again. Or like Back to the Future, which is three movies I've never seen. Steampunk is people taking that sort of turn of the century uh, science explosion and the way all the gadgets mm-hmm. looked. And making it sort of modern. There's a whole movement of people who like to dress that way. They like to play with those gadgets. So you can find a whole bunch of steampunk-looking coffee makers, beautiful siphons and whatnot. And I do think that they are gorgeous and stuff. But it's sort of like what I was saying, sort of putting the emphasis on form over function. A real coffee lover just really wants to have a machine that's going to brew an amazing cup of coffee. Yes. You know, can I just – I'm looking at this right now online. I had to look at it. You said Mm -hmm. it. I find it very interesting and very foretelling that the first photo they have is not someone in bed. It's a guy at his desk with a book open, <laughs> brewing the coffee, right? And then they show the scoop and everything. 
And the final picture is finally someone waking up, but with full makeup on. <laughs> and I think this shows, like, I, th- I think the advertisement here needs to change if they really ever want to sell this. Because why would you put steamy hot glass right next to your bed and you're going to wake up? Like, you know that's going to get knocked over. It's not even in a, a covered cup. It's an open cup that it brews into. Could you imagine with the cats, Nicole? No, I can't. I can't imagine with white sheets. I can't imagine with a sleepy me trying to wake up. Like, I drop my phone when I... If I go to reach for my phone when I wake up to see if something happened, I drop it, I would say, seven out of ten times. Yeah. No, this would be a disaster. I would hate this thing. Disaster. Disaster. Just say no, right? Or even coffee. I've never seen... I've never met a coffee machine that at some point in its life doesn't malfunction spit and spurt stuff yeah. the wrong way yeah spit or i dribble. would not want to be walking yes. up with hot coffee hitting me in the face or tea i mean this does make coffee and tea i mean it's got that going for it but no yeah there's hot beverage right next to your bed yeah it seems and i don't quite get how it makes the tea because it doesn't look like it's an immersion so i say pass on this i'm with you pass on this i've seen ones that are just coffee makers and ones that are coffee tea maker the one i was talking about was a coffee tea alarm clock that's what i'm looking at and it's six hundred dollars i think i found the one okay i'm not i'm not a fan oh but you know it's 30 percent off already (laughs) and we haven't even hit black friday so i think this this says it all yeah i don't think they would accept this one on shark tank personally I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched enough Shark Tank. I said something to my mother about the Coffee Julies, and she's like, they are on Shark Tank. Oh, you go. Susan knows. Susan knows. Susan likes Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank is pretty fun. Anyway. I get bored with it, but yeah. I just have a few more items. I think actually just two. Okay. And the next one is a microwave espresso maker. What? Yeah. Ew. So anytime microwave and espresso are together, I'm already like off the train. I've left the coffee train. I'm not making my espresso in a microwave. No. So it's a, it's essentially a microwavable mocha pot or as close as you could get to it. So it's an all-in-one gadget. It makes that super strong espresso-like coffee. And it's a cup you can drink directly from. Just say no. Right. So it's fast and convenient, but by no means is this a real espresso. No. And a true coffee lover would never want this. Just get them a mocha pot or even a simple espresso maker. You can get under $50 on Amazon. I have a little DeLonghi that I've used for years that makes a delicious espresso. Honestly, you could even get them an AeroPress. Right. And they could do a real, it's not expensive. It's small. They can make it quickly. They can make one cup. It doesn't require a lot of cleaning because I'm reading this right now. This looks gross, but it says a perfect shot in under 30 seconds. The AeroPress <laughs> will probably take you about 30 seconds or less once the water's heated. Well, yeah, so it's a little bit longer than 30 seconds. But I think in your life, if you can't give yourself the two minutes for the electric kettle to heat up or what have you, I, you know, that's just crazy. Yeah. You know what? If they can't do that, yeah. you should invest in a whole bunch of chocolate milk. Get your, get your like, <laughs> quick kick. Why are you making espresso in a microwave? <laughs> yeah, sorry, just no. go for chocolate milk. No. I don't know how this just became the alternative to me in my head. Of chocolate milk? Chocolate milk. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know. Did you have chocolate milk there? Or is it just a Rhode Island thing? No, no, people, I, I've had chocolate milk, sure. I mean, and you could combine your chocolate milk with the coffee and have like a pseudo mocha. I did that the other day. Nom nom. Because I was in one of my favorite dairies and I saw that they had chocolate milk and they had coffee milk, which I don't know if that is just a New England thing. And I had a moment of going back to childhood, so I grabbed a little bottle of chocolate milk. Yeah, coffee milk, I don't think we called it coffee milk. I think we just had it and didn't call it anything. Uh, we had a coffee milk that was actually made as a coffee milk. And you bought it in the store, and my mom would get disgusted when my brother and I begged for it. 
She's like, I'll just make you coffee. <laughs> no, we want the coffee milk. It is really cute. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I'm going to end with something that we alluded to earlier. I've seen it on many desks in many offices, and that is the coffee mug warmer. Oh, no. And I say, just say no. Just it's going to continue to heat your coffee. Folks, use an insulated thermal carafe or use a travel mug. Don't continue heating your coffee. No. It's going to burn your coffee. The flavors are going to break down. It is bad. Throw away the coffee mug warmer. I agree with that. It's very bad. It, it kills the flavor entirely. It's like putting it back in the microwave. Right. It's as bad as the microwave. It's like getting diner coffee, yeah. you know, like the bottom of the pot when you have nowhere else to go and you have to have a cup of... It's like the double brew. Oh, yeah. Yes, that it's is lived the It's lived its life brew. and it's going back. Blah. Yeah. Blah. Black. Quite, but it's going back. Yeah, I agree with you. And I hate to end on such a sad note, but I think that that's probably the most overused bad coffee gift. It is definitely a bad coffee gift. Because I've seen them in a lot of places. Just say no. Going back to what Nicole said earlier, she gave you a lot of good options for keeping your coffee warmer longer. So take one of those. I would say too, I think one of the things, this is just a personal note on receiving a gift. One of the things that I really can't stand when I, you know, if someone gives me a gift, if the gift is really what the other, it, it, there was no consideration right. into my personal taste or what I like. So it was somebody who wanted to give me a gift about X without ever thinking would I actually like or use this. So when you're giving a coffee gift to a coffee lover, really think about what they actually like. Don't just grab them the gift that looks cute. Think about, like, will they actually use this or just want to re-gift it? Right. Or say thank you and throw it in the trash. Like, you've got to, coffee's like makeup or food. The other thing is that a coffee lover is going to love to talk about coffee. So there are many ways to manipulate the conversation to find out what they would really like without them knowing you're getting them that gift. Take the minute, folks. Talk to your coffee lover. Just take them to a coffee shop. Yes! And and look for the strangest thing on the menu and be like, have you tried that? Yeah. Do you know what that is? And get a sense of their taste and their aptitude for trying new things. Because I'll be the first one to tell you a real coffee lover is not going to hesitate to talk about coffee. No. And if they know you're into coffee, they're not going to hesitate to discuss and debate the finer and the lower points with you. Yeah. I would say to you just, you can quickly figure out what they like by dragging them to the coffee shop. Yeah. And exploring the new things. Well, this concludes today's episode of Coffee with the Queen. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week with our pre-holiday party segment, also known as How to Spike Your Coffee Drink Without Anyone Knowing. So woohoo! we look forward to sharing our best how to get through this work office party tips with you. Or I think mine and Cindy actually next week, we had a little brief discussion. I think you're going to hear two very different ideas of how to get through a party. I don't know if it's because I'm more of an introvert and you're a little bit more extroverted <laughs> or I can be a little antisocial and you can be more social, but we took totally different spins on this. So just know it, it's going to be ways to use coffee and alcohol to help you through the holidays. Yeah, and it, really what it's going to come down to, is it every man for himself? Or are you trying to bring everybody along for the party? I'll give it again. Woohoo! Links to most of what we discussed today are available on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, and on our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. If you like this podcast, please let us know by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any feedback or topics you'd like discussed, we'd love to hear about them. Please email us at info at thequeenbean.com. Finally, to learn more about our coffees and our great gift selection for this holiday season, please visit our website, thequeenbean.com. See you next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs>